welcome to Vista Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. I'm your host for today, Maria Roa, and I am delighted to be joined by Frederick Murphy. Frederick is an extremely engaging, leading global voice around mindset transformation. She inspires and equips people to move through extraordinary change with her mountain moving mindset platform, which we will talk about in a minute. And she is a multi award winning keynote speaker and consultant. Frederick helps global organizations, including Fortune 500 companies, to rewire their brains for success to drive powerful transformations. She has over 19 years' experience in corporate change, positive psychology, neuroscience, and behavior change. When Frederick takes the stage, a sparks flies. She's a passionate and charismatic speaker who captivates audiences. Frederick, you're very welcome to the show. Let's move on as I have a number of areas I would like to discuss today. Thank you, Maria. First of all, you have a new book out, Lead Beyond the Edge, The Bold Path to Extraordinary Results. I have to say I have read it, not all of it, but I'm about to finish it. And I have read that 85% of adults in the UK suffer imposter syndrome. How is this even possible? I do admit I did suffer it. I still do somehow, uh, but I did not know it. And it took me a long time to find out as far as three years, even after going to therapy. As a mind expert, uh, can you shed some light on this very common phenomenon? Absolutely. And so, and thank you so much, Maria, for having me on Vista Talks. It's such a pleasure to be here for our viewers and our listeners. And, you know, thank you for the intro and thank you, you for sharing, uh, you know, openly about this all so common phenomenon, imposter phenomenon. And um, it's interesting when you say I'm uh, linguistic is really important uh, for me and um, hearing you say you did not know about it. Um, this is actually exactly why those numbers are so high. You mentioned the UK statistics, but we can find exactly the same one um, all like all around the world. And awareness is um, is something really, really, really important uh, for change. And what so here, for instance, like. You know the way that uh, you've heard we have two minds, right? Yeah. We have a conscious one and we have an unconscious one. And most people have heard that. Um, where then something absolutely fascinating, actually, uh, to actually discover that most people then assume that it's split 50-50. Which, by the way, is, is, a, is, a, is a normal kind of common assumption. Mm. Now, what's like brain blowing is that and are you ready for it because I just like I just get so excited by my field and I'm just <laughs> so excited when I say this because it's like whoa so in actual fact um neuroscientists we've actually found out that cognitively we are conscious of five percent okay. which means 95 is unconscious so okay. now, isn't it something totally mind-blowing, right? It's it like, like we've heard, we know, oh, I have two minds, and some of it is a bit unconscious. It's not a bit. It's it, a it's lot. All, yeah, <laughs> almost all. <laughs> so 95 unconscious and 5%. 
And the thing is, why awareness is so important for change is that we can change something when we are aware of it. Makes sense, right? We need to know right. about something so that then we can tackle it. Yeah. And what happens is, so our work when we are working on ourselves is to shift things from the unconscious to the conscious so that then it's, you know, it's become more aware. So like I kind of wanted to say that so that, you know, for our listeners and our viewers listening, kind of maybe in the same situation as you, as you were so openly sharing, like I also have, you know, I've experienced this uh, phenomenon and for, to make people realize like, it's okay like, if you didn't know consciously, mm. because, you know, your brain was busy with an, a different 5%. And so talking a little bit about this imposter syndrome, you know, Imposter syndrome, lots of people use those words. Um, in psychology, this actually refers to um, something a little bit different. It's, it's like a pathological liar, uh, people who actually impersonate. But it is true. So actually, in psychology, we use the imposter phenomenon. And that phenomenon is all about the difference. The difference between how um, we, like what a person, an individual believe and the difference between how they are actually being perceived by others. And the difference is um, like, you have to think in an like, easy way, it's all of the doubt. So the skills that person has, um, their accomplishment, so they downgrade their skills, they um, yeah. have all, you know, the belief um, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of people would start nodding along. And, you know, any anyone of here thought that before? Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. Um, you know, oh, why why would they listen to me? Um, why would they write read what I write? Um, uh, you know, I'm not confident enough. And thinking all of those things, while others could actually think oh my goodness, this person is amazing. They have such a curriculum, they have such a background, a personality, yeah. a charisma. And so the difference, that's that phenomenon that we call. So I think it's yeah. interesting because I'm always passionate about explaining the science in really simple terms because knowledge is power. That's when then we can assimilate because then consciously now we know. So now we can work on that difference and we can be more aware. So we can, for instance, start realizing that um, confidence. Confidence is, a, is one of the big things that people, lots of people think, you know, oh, I, you know, I was really shaky and, and my knees and my breathing and my, my, you know, my palm was ready. And, and then like other people would say, we're outstanding, like never saw a thing, like never. And it's starting to really notice how many times does this happen around us and consciously start realizing, uh-huh, I believe something very different from what other people perceive. And mm -hmm. I think um, this, is really, this is really so important. In fact, so important. And you mentioned the book. Thank you so much. It's, a, it's quite an exciting journey. It hits the shelves. It's uh, available everywhere, which is really, really exciting. And the first um, part, um, which in my book, uh, to have a hint in your science, we call a circuit. Um, because in the brain, we don't have parts, we have circuits, we have circuits of neurons. So in circuit one is all about the beliefs, because to achieve your extraordinary, you need to really align your beliefs. So there was no doubt that I was going to start there and that it was going to be circuit one, 
And instead of chapter, it's wire one. It's all about the inner dialogue. You mm. know that voice that speaks to us? Yeah. Yeah. And I know all of you listening and we are like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Mm. We're not the only one having it. No. <laughs> inner dialogue, we must control it. When we do not control it, it controls us. Simple as that. So unless you consciously, back to that awareness, consciously have strategy in place to control it, then it controls you. And on a, like on a daily basis, it can be so very overwhelming and destructive when we are controlled by that nagging, negative, destructive voice that just goes, when we listen to it. And so we like, I really, yeah, I really wanted to start there. Um, I'm glad that's, you know, like we're diving right in. So do you think your uh, listenership would be interested if we sharing like an actual strategy that they could do? Like, great, we've talked about how to control it. So give me something. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. And I have to say on your book, as, as you were saying, this, this voice talking to you, your first page starts with actually, you know, like this little text written on the side. Uh, and I remember I was reading it and I started crying because I was like, oh. this was my voice in my head kicking me every single day for three years. And I remembered and I was like, no, no. And then you started writing like, and I wanted to do so many things. And, you know, and I, and I thought I could do so many things and I wanted to get so far. And, and then I remember again, that voice that was written then. I'm like, and that voice kept saying that, you know? So yeah, that voice. Always. So, you know, yeah, that voice. Go on, like, give us, please do give us some advice. <laughs> But, you know, like you also, like you also mentioning, I really appreciate how open you are and how, you know, it made you feel um, the, there is a, a, an incredibly intimate narrative, which is quite different for it a is, business book. Um, I, you see, I'm in the journey with you, which I know as a reader, you would agree. I'm with you every step of the way. And the way I wanted to do it is even now when you're saying how you reacted, I can feel a little like you yeah, on my own. Because I lived it and I did have, I was so controlled by that voice, which actually can be, as I said, the word is destructive, just really can stop you in your track. Um, so one of the strategies I'd like to give today mm-hmm. is, um, is to write. And I know that one of the first things that maybe people may be thinking is, um, but hang on a minute, Frederick, is it not counterproductive to like write about this really nagging, destructive, negative voice? Um, and that is a, an excellent question. And it is not counterproductive. Um, so in neuroscience, we've been able to approve, you know, using like fMRI scans and like incredible, you know, like, like machines that we've had access over the last couple of decades. And we've proven that writing actually um, really, really eases off your brain. And here is how it works. So when you would um, get that voice, that inner dialogue, um, you would take pen and paper. Um, I definitely um, recommend pen and paper. It's so, you know, and in the book, you'll like, people will understand when they read it, explaining how much of an impact it has to have that 
tactile pen and paper. Mm -hmm. And then write down your inner dialogue, write down what you are hearing, write down everything, no judging, no filtering, everything. As you are doing this, there's quite a few things that starts happening. So first, when it's not written, it's in your head, like this like huge mumbo jumbo mess, which means that cognitively, um, you have loads of mess in your head, which actually, productively speaking, then you can okay. say, well, I understand why I'm not that productive when all of this is happening, all That's of the chatter. Yeah. Exactly, isn't it? So when you start writing it down, it actually starts weighing, because those thoughts are weighing you down. So it eases a weight off. You know, some people could actually say, oh, I feel actually so much lighter, you know, a weight off your shoulders. So you, you write, write, write. Um, in terms of the science, just to give um, a, an idea, and, and, you know, I know we want to cover so much during this conversation. So, but to give a little bit of an idea, I'm using the research from Matthew Lieberman. And actually, Matthew says that you have to imagine that you writing, is like um, imagine the traffic light, you know, when you have the red, the amber, and the green. And what it does is as you are writing and you are letting go of that chatter and actually putting it down on paper, it eases off and calms your brain. And instead of triggering um, the, actually it's the amygdala. So there's like little in the center of your brain and, and we have two. So it's those amygdala actually are getting, there is a decrease in intensity because as you write, it starts calming you down and the intensity of the feelings you are experiencing are actually diminishing. And you have to imagine you started at a red and then you go down to the amber and then you go down to the green. And uh, in psychology, we call it affect labeling. And so writing, it's such a powerful strategy. Um, in January, I know um, we are just like recording on the edge of it. So in February, uh, but you know, like lots of people are having journals and there's great diary out. And so mm -hmm. make sure you have one and make sure that when this happens, you do this and you start teaching your brain to react differently and you start taking control of your thoughts. Okay, before uh, we move into other topics, uh, I see your book there behind you. Can you pick up one so our audience can see it, please, very well? And yeah. do you I have one? Okay, please, guys. Uh, I think uh, I, I have seen that the book has been picked by Vogue magazine. And yes. just as a, as a curiosity, the, we had Mel McBade. She's the vice president of product uh, commerce and consumers at Contenas, episode 69. How did that felt? You know, Vogue, your book, the, I mean, like, tell us something about it. How was it? I, actually, uh, waking up to the news was, was quite surreal. Uh, I'd been uh, writing quite a lot of articles and being published on amazing business platforms, and I could go on and on and list all of, all of them. And, uh, but woke up to this thing and saying, you know, I set up all of those alerts so I know like what's going on. And I woke up to actually four different things from Vogue, uh, British Vogue. Well, and then, uh, which which is um, where I actually shared some uh, some uh, tips, really practical tips for that 
kind of blues we usually feel around this time of the year and mm -hmm. how to help you. And that article then from British Vogue was actually picked up. And uh, so then I can also be co-featured in, in Vogue USA. And then um, oh. two days later, Vogue India. And then a day later, they had translated it for Spanish Vogue. Um, it, yeah, it, it felt, I'm, very surreal, Maria. Very surreal. <laughs> it is. It is. But you're great. And now the world knows it. I mean, <laughs> if they didn't know it before, they know it now. Okay. You already talk a lot about the brain because, I mean, this is, this is it. This is what moves us. Uh, do you think there is an easy way to rewire our brain? Because I think this is what it took me the most. Uh, is there an easy way to rewire it? So um, I, I yeah. love this. Uh, Don't yes, lie. This, um. Like, you know, this is what I do. Like, this is like, this is what I do as a business. So uh, <laughs> I help people rewire their brain, you know, for success. So um, this takes us on a, on a great, I like to start by debunking a myth because some of our listeners and viewers, they may have read it before because actually scientists used to believe this. So mm -hmm. let's just debunk that because then we can die, you know, continue to dive right in. Um, we can still, as adults, change our brain. Okay. Um, like we used to believe um, that, you know, by the time we would reach adulthood, adulthood um, the brain was set. And actually you still hear, um, this is all, uh, kind of one of my favorites, but I say that a lot because I just so love what I do. But it is one of my favorite things when I'm in a room of people and um, like I'll always remember and actually, oh yeah, you must have read it because it's in the book. Um, I was in a room uh, full of uh, executives, um, yeah. mid 40, mid 60, mid 60, mid 40, mid 60. Mm -hmm. And um, I always remember one of the gentlemen actually said that, talk about the conscious and unconscious and to really achieve something so powerful, uh, totally under the impression that, you know, because he was such an adult and, you know, as he called it, a mature adult, um, yeah. that's it. His brain was his brain and there was nothing that could be done. So there is a way and it is actually a simple way. Um, the scientific term is neuroplasticity. And I know it sounds like a big word, but it's actually super easy. It just means that your brain is plastic. And by the way, this is a hilarious thing to actually do it when I teach children because it gets them really worried. But this is what we say, like, no, your brain is not plastic. But yes, your brain is plastic. What scientists means is that it's malleable. Yeah, It's malleable yeah. and can be rewired and reshaped and restored. And you can do this in and out. Mm -hmm. As we are talking already a few minutes in, our listeners and I, we've already been shifting things. You see, we have billions of neurons in our brain. Those billions of nerve cells, um, we pretty much have them at our disposition, which is incredible. And um, this is why, so like, with uh, Lead Beyond the Edge, this is all this concept of self-directed neuroplasticity, which I know your audience will particularly respond to. This is where we self-direct, we take charge of everything in our life, everything in our, like at home, at work, where we can actually say, I want to change something and I want to direct my brain to go the way up that I want to do. 
And uh, the easiest way of explaining it on how this works, and to show you how easy and simple it is, is you know how, um, have you like, do you remember ever walking through a, a field, like a grass field? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, and our listeners also nodding along with us. And imagine that no one has ever walked on that grass. So it's like all pristine, green, super mm. fresh. And imagine you are at A. And what you want to do is you want to go to B, which is on the opposite side of the field. And so you start walking from A to B. As you reach B, you know, you would turn around and you would see. And what would you see? You know, because you've already walked one time on the field, you would not see a very fine trail where your feet have, you know, done an indent onto the field. What then happened is from B, go back to A, following exactly the same path that you just created, just like that. You're then going to go back to A. And then from A, you're going to go to B. And then from B, you're going to go back to A. Next thing you know, this is not a grass field anymore. This is like a six multi-lane, you know, motorway. And the path has totally be totally ingrained. This is how you do it in your brain because it works exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You decide where you start. You decide where you're going. And with a change of belief, a change of attitude, a change of behavior, you create that brand new path. Then it's up to you to do that repetition because you can see how repeating over and over again is just going to make that path stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. And that's how easy it is. It does sound easy. I mean, yeah. Doesn't it? It is exactly how it works in your brain. It does not easy. We need to work on it though. <laughs> you make it sound easy. Well, l- let's talk about your business now uh, because you just talk about it. This is what you do. The name of your business is Mountain Moving Mindset. As I mentioned in the intro, you use it as your platform to inspire and equip people to move through change. Um, tell us more about it. What is it? So Mountain Moving Mindset Um M3 as short, because it starts with M and M. Basically, it's um, everything that it says on the team. When your mindset is strong enough to move a mountain, your mindset is strong enough to do anything. Mm -hmm. And at the core of my business, I teach people like you, leaders listening to us, how to use the power of their mind to rewire their brain for success. And for 14 years, actually, I'm celebrating um, just three days ago, my 14th anniversary uh, in business. I've been building this M3 platform um, full of sheets and um, tactics and strategies all scientifically based. I'm sure now everyone knows everything we say and we do is always backed up by science. And I use three different ones. I use positive psychology, neuroscience, and behavior change. And mm-hmm. um, combining all of the shifts and strategies, which is an ever-growing one, I'll never stop learning. I'll continue learning um, 14 years in business plus all of the you know, previous years as a change consultant. Um, change you know, has always been really, really prominent in my life. And 
I'll continue to grow that platform so that I can help with, you know, all of the latest cutting edge science breakthrough and so that we exactly know what we can do and continue to do it so that we reach our extraordinary. And that's what M3 does. Oh, that's great. Congratulations on your anniversary. Thank you, Marie. <laughs> well, I have always believed that a motivation on everything we do is the key to success, not only for ourselves, but with everything we do around us. What do you think is the best way to stay motivated? Because with the pandemic, being motivated has been a little tough. So um, I agree. Motivation is really important. Um, and then here, just really following along everything we've been doing so far in our conversation is yeah. we're just going to have a shift for a lot of our people listening and, and you know, watching us right now is that um, lots of people believe that motivation comes first. And that is not true. Uh, that is absolutely not how the brain actually interacts with motivation, uh, which actually then most of us, even including myself, when I first found that out, can actually realize how maybe something down the line, something went wrong when we were waiting for motivation to then do things. So mm. here is how the brain does it. Um, and I have a, I have a, low, there are loads of them in the book because I will use everything I can to make it easier for you to grab all of the shift and tactics. So there is an acronym that I use because um, I love the use of, of mnemonics and because yes. they just make, you do, you see, you've seen as a reader because they make you remember things easier, uh, which makes the brain store the strategies yeah. in a more efficient way. That's why I did. Yes. So the acronym I want to share with uh, our audience today is I am, and the A is going to stand for action and the M is going to stand for motivation so that you never ever again forget that motivation does not drive action. Action drives motivation. And this is so important because when you do, when you take action, and I am talking about that first step, I'm not talking about sitting down and writing like a, an Excel spreadsheet with like 486 lines of like accents. And I know some are like, oh, how does she know? Yeah. <laughs> when you take it, actually activate a really powerful feedback loop in the brain. And that action releases dopamine. Now, some of you may have heard of it. Dopamine is one of the neurotransmitters um, that we have in our brain. Once it gets released, it's a feel good. That's what it does. Dopamine is the feel good. As you are acting and you feel good, it kicks on this and it is a loop. That's why it is a forever loop. As long as you continue acting, the dopamine will be released. When dopamine gets released, you feel good. When you feel good, you stay motivated because the motivation suddenly is there. So when to stay motivated, we just have to stay in this, I am doing it flow in the, and I don't mean hustle, 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 because it's really <laughs> important to be mindful, but I do mean knowing that we haven't stopped in our tracks. We are congruently actually moving along and we are in this, I am doing it flow so that we're not stopping in our tracks. And mm -hmm. as we're doing that, action 
So action precedes motivation, I am, which is a great way of remembering. So never again will you find yourself in front of a white page of paper going, oh, just waiting for motivation to drop in. No, actually, I something. think this is, this is mind blowing and I will never forget it because <laughs> I always feel like, oh, I don't feel motivated today. Oh, I need motivation. And you are completely right. I think action goes first. And I had never thought about it. So <laughs> thank you for that. I and will it's, keep that in mind. I, I love that. And you mentioned you hadn't finished, finished the book. This is the last uh, wire, just the way it just this went into what? the book. So you haven't read it yet because we haven't gone to the action and procrastination. You, maybe you may be around the procrastination right now. I need right to now. finish those final pages. <laughs> I need to. Uh, so no. action. Yeah. And then, you know, um, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be very quick but because yeah. I just want to give so much value to, to yeah, our audience. Please, just in case. Okay. So action, nothing will beat that first step. And if you want a little push, I'll give you three ways to actually release dopamine. Okay. So go. that first action definitely is the best thing. Okay. The next best thing, do any of those three things. One, listen to your favorite music. Absolutely will release dopamine in your brain. Super easy to do, you know, nowadays with phones and tablets and have your favorite music as a, like, as a, you know, one of those quick, quick, fast speed, mm -hmm. speed dial button, done. Dopamine gets released in your brain, the feedback loop gets activated and then really helps you with that motivation. Two, uh, do an uh, aerobic exercise. It needs to get your brain pumping. So um, we need to do something that's really go going to get you moving. Okay. And third thing, and uh, I'll make you laugh because I do it a I do it a lot. <laughs> um, I'll actually, so I'll give you the strategy, but I'll tell you the behind the scenes, which I'll make our audience laugh on me. Uh, this is such a strong strategy for me that I actually physically feel when the dopamine is getting released that um, I always do my list. And I have written things that I've had already done just so that I could strike them as being done. Oh, I do not. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> I, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure like lots of thinking, oh, have we done that before? I this is like, a yeah. thing that makes me the happiest <laughs> in the world. Simon can tell you, uh, I mean, this is the thing that makes me the happiest person in the world. I know there is a sauna. I know we do everything digital, but I need my notebook and I need yep. to please be able to, 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 to write everything when it's done. It makes me absolutely happy. Striking. Yeah. Yep. So striking through things. And even if you want to already done something that wasn't on the list, but just to feel that people kick. And if I forgot to write it down it. and I have done it, I will write it. And Absolutely. <laughs> Get that dopamine released so that then we can just do more. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that release dopamine, but it makes me feel so good. Now I know why. <laughs> good. Oh, well, I'm glad I those extra strategies then <laughs> so great well we're coming to an end is there anything else you would like to share with our audience today because this, it's been great so far Frederick. <laughs> thank you so much i can't believe how fast it's gone um 
Yeah, I, I want it. So I'll just like really quickly, um, I, I, in my book, I identified a, a sentence that I wanted to share. Um, and this will, um, will loop back to where we started. We started with awareness. And I cannot emphasize enough how awareness leads to change and how important it is for us to work on that conscious mind so that cognitively we can then tackle what we have. And I want to leave you with, um, it's a sentence, it's almost, so uh, yeah, it's not a spoiler, but kind of, it's, a, it's the last sentence I write in the book. I say, be limitless with what you can achieve. The limits of your possibilities match the limits of your thinking. Because always remember that when you lead beyond the edge, the extraordinary happens. And that's what I want to say as this chat flew by. <laughs> that's so wonderful. I swear, I, I, I want to print that and put it on my wall, <laughs> seriously. That is so wonderful. This chat was amazing. And I really want to thank you for it, Frederick. I swear, I think I think it was wonderful and so, so, so inspiring, everything you said. Well, so that's the end of today's show with Frederick Murphy. Please make sure to tune in again to see and or listen to the next Vista Talk show where we'll be discussing more interesting topic with interesting people from all around the world. And please, I do advise you to buy Frederick's book, uh, Lead Beyond the Edge, The Bold Path to Extraordinary Results. I think we do all need it for a little peace of mind, for sure. We can all learn a little from it. Thank you so much, Frederick, for being with us today. Thank you, Maria.